Coming up on the One Cheap Podcast, the importance of having the Holy Spirit, right after this. I was driving a dual steering wheel sweeper truck on the airfield in Tazar Air Base, Hungary, when my co-worker, actually co-driver, Staff Sergeant Jackson cracked open the lid on his San Benedetto peach-flavored iced tea. I let out a groan of disgust. Ooh, that stuff stinks. You know what it smells like? He said, no, what? I said, never mind, I'll just ruin it for you. He insisted I tell him. I said, if I tell you, you'll never drink it again. He said, no, come on, tell me. I looked at him, I said, it smells like wet cat litter. He sniffed the bottle opening to confirm what I just said and promptly put the lid back on the tea. As he said, yep, you ruined that for me. (laughs) I burst forth with a laugh that surprised us both. I said, I'm sorry, dude. I told you not to ask me. I have a gift for describing things accurately, whether good or bad. I was not trying to ruin your favorite iced tea. The odor just painted a very graphic image in my mind. He never bought that tea again. I've always had this ability to connect sights, sounds, and smells to something relatable. And the reason I told you that story was to paint an image in your mind. Images produce feelings, and feelings encourage us or discourage us. No, I'm not trying to make you like wet cat litter. This podcast thus far has been about my supernatural experiences, right? You see, a man with an experience is not at the mercy of a man or a woman with an argument. For example, let's say we are in your kitchen and you burn your hand on the stove. If I go over and I touch the stove and then I say, it's not even hot. Look, I'm touching it. It's not possible for you to have burned your hand on here. You're not going to care how I try and explain it away scientifically that you could not have burned it on your stove. Your hand hurts, it's red, and you know you touch the stove. The fact that I'm trying to convince you otherwise, especially while you are still in pain, is adding insult to your injury. I could quote all the famous scientists and their formulas, and you wouldn't care. In other words, I could argue with you from a position of authority, by citing authority. I could talk till I'm blue in the face, and you would not care, because you are the one who got burned. In other words, I would be wasting my time and probably doing damage to our friendship by trying to convince you otherwise, especially in the heat of the moment, pun intended. Oh, and before I forget, bonjour to my listener in Clichy, Paris. Thank you for listening from so far away. So, it occurred to me recently that out of every church I have ever set foot in, the importance of the Holy Spirit to your salvation has not been stressed. I mean, it's like when little children sit in a semicircle and play that game telephone. You know. You whisper something in the ear of the person next to you, and they whisper to the person next to them, and so on. The last person says it out loud, and it's usually pretty funny, because some of the information gets dropped along the way, in the transmission around the circle. My point is, I cannot help but wonder if that is what happened over the years to the church. I mean, did they forget to stress the importance of the Holy Spirit? Did that information get dropped in transmission around the big circle we call the world? Look, I know there are a lot more people out there than myself, who have experienced the Holy Spirit. Yet no one has ever talked about their experience. I have never heard a person talk about the joy of the Holy Spirit. I mean, how do you know if you are on the narrow path without a guide? Well, that is going to change starting right now. Yep, you probably saw where I was going with this. This episode is about my experiences with the Holy Spirit. One of my first experiences with the Holy Spirit was in Army Basic Training slash uh, Advanced Infantry Training, or AIT. I was 23 and I accepted a buddy's offer to join him at Mass. It was on Palm Sunday. I was sitting in the pews and looking all around, noticing all the stained glass windows of the saints. 
The priest was praying and adding the saints' names and etc. When I suddenly got butterflies in my stomach and a voice in my head said, leave here and never return. So I got up and just walked out. My buddy never asked me a thing back at the company and he really didn't care if I was a Christian or wanted to get saved or anything. He just needed a battle buddy to go to church with. Sad, right? This is why I'm not a Catholic today. The Holy Spirit pulled me out of that church and I never looked back. Later on in my career, but as recent as 2011, I was stationed at Fort Lee in Virginia. And now this was the best job in the army and I cannot believe God blessed me with that assignment. All I did was go on temporary duty assignments. I basically traveled all over the, by plane and rental car to logistical demonstrations put on by government contractors like BAE or GE or whoever had a contract. My job and my fellow team members' jobs were to read the technical manuals and ensure they were written to specific guidelines. Whew, that was a lot of information, I know. So one logistical demonstration took me to Aberdeen Proving Grounds, and I was blessed with a suite right on the water. A suite many colonels and generals stay in, and it was an amazing two-bedroom guest house. Anyway, I was settling in from a day of red-penning the manual we were working on and decided I would read some Bible passages before bed. So I read Matthew 7, verses 1 through 6. Now I confess, I did not know this passage by heart. I prayed for a clearer understanding of it at the time, and then went to bed to get up early and do the demonstration thing all over again. We had long days when we went on the road. Anyway, I finished up the demo and headed back to Fort Lee. I got my answer to my prayer six months later as I was driving home from Fort Lee. We were renting a house in Chester, Virginia, and as I neared the completion of my journey, I suddenly felt a tingling from my head down to my toes. It was an amazing feeling, and I suddenly heard my own voice, quote, Matthew 7, verses 1 through 6. Judge not, that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure you, ye meter, it shall be measured unto you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under feet, and turn again and rend you. Then the voice explained to me that Christians fail at this daily. I was so excited, I called the former chaplain friend Pete Stone. If you're listening, Pete, man, I love you. There are many scriptures in the Bible that point to the Holy Spirit, and I'm sure you know some of them. Like the Holy Spirit received at Ephesus, Acts 19. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost, since ye believe? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard, whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they had heard this, they were baptized in the name of Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about 12. Incidentally, listeners, I use Bible.cc for all my scripture references and the King James Version of each text. I will try not to drag out my scriptural quotes, but remember what I said in a previous podcast. God does not mind being quoted. He hates being misquoted. 
So always read it to or have the person you're talking to read it out loud. As I was saying, Paul knew without the Holy Spirit, these men had no chance of salvation. Why do I say this? Well, let's look at Romans 8 verses 12 through 17. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if for if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so, be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. The Holy Spirit bears witness that we are children of God. You're still going to have challenges in this life. You're not once saved, always saved. That is the mind of a carnal Christian who thinks they can do it all by themselves. Do you remember the rich young ruler in Mark 17 through 27? It's also found in Matthew 19, 16 through 30 and Luke 18, 18 through 30. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, Do not commit adultery, Do not kill, Do not steal, Do not bear false witness, Defraud not, Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these I have, ob- have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven." and come take up the cross and follow me. He was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked round about and saith unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answereth again, and saith unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? And Jesus, looking upon them, saith, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. In other words, with the Holy Spirit, salvation is possible. Your Bible is your compass and your guide is the Holy Spirit. I personally use the King James Bible. Let me preface that statement with another. I'm not out to debate anyone. In my experience, it has served me well. I believe if I had the wrong compass, my guide would not have shown up. Remember, I'm the man with many experiences, so I'm not at the mercy of any argument. So let me say it again. Your Bible is your compass and your guide is the Holy Spirit. There are many scriptures that mention the Holy Spirit. Here are just a few. Acts 1 verse 5. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Acts 11:24. Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. How about Jude 1:17. But you, beloved, remember what was foretold by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. When they said to you, In the last times there will be scoffers who will follow after their own ungodly desires. These are the ones who cause divisions, who are worldly and devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God as you wait, as you await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. About Romans 8, verses 1-4. through 4. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. 
for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is how you live the Christian life. Romans 8 verses 9 through 11, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you, that's the Holy Spirit. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. This is because the Holy Spirit is the helper Jesus promised to send us. Just looking at some of these passages on the Holy Spirit, where are all the sermons on this? I've never gone to a church where they've actually gone in depth about the Holy Spirit and actually stressed it. Maybe this is why so many people are lost. And maybe that's why they, they have all these um, misconceptions about being saved, what it actually means. Galatians 5, 16 through 26. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are made manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the past, in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another and envying one another. Did you see what they were saying up there? I've never heard anybody say that. Galatians 5.18 But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Everybody always, oh, they did it. Jesus came and did away with the law. No, he fulfilled it. If you don't have the Holy Spirit because somebody in their church said, oh, you don't need to be baptized, you're still under the law and you're not saved. But if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. That's what it says, Galatians 5, verse 18. Uh, I like Galatians 5, 22 through 23. In fact, I, I just printed that out today and hung it up on my wall. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. In addition to posting this in my mirror, I think I'm going to add it to my email address as a daily reminder for me and for others. I may even set appointment reminders throughout the day on my phone as a way to self-check my attitude throughout the day. And, you know, if I'm going to strive to enter into the straight gate, I think I need a plan of action. I'm curious, you know, uh, what is your thoughts on this matter? If, if you want to let me know your thoughts, please email me at onecheappodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So as you can see, I'm no stranger to the Holy Spirit. This podcast is a testimony in and of itself. Listen to my supernatural podcast. I didn't want to do this. I was content to do my YouTube videos. It was God who had other plans. Here's something else which happened only a few days ago. If you're listening, Paul and Ashley in Virginia, I quit smoking in a 24-hour period of time. Yep, a two-pack-a-day habit in 24 hours and no withdrawals either. That 
is the power of the Holy Spirit. He said he did not want to live in a dirty temple. Think about that for a moment. Maybe this is one reason why many are not sure of their faith. They're living unclean. Now listen, I'm not saying you're a filthy person because you are using tobacco products or because you're taking prescription drugs or otherwise, or even because you consume alcohol. What I'm saying is, when you use these substances, is your personal hygiene and your faculties improved by them? I mean, it's just a question. I'm not judging you. I myself gave up drinking last year and smoking, well, that was a, a great stumbling block for me. So I guess what I'm saying is, if you want the Holy Spirit to show up more often, strive to live clean and sober. And I pray the only addiction you have in the future is being addicted to the Holy Spirit. (laughs) 